Welcome to the Arrowhead Kingdom podcast production. Enjoy the show and go Chiefs. Hello, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to the Arrowhead Kingdom Chiefs cast, live from the Wolf Den. I am Chris. And I'm Josh, and today we're going to be talking week 16 and 17 and previewing week 18. Big reminder that all Chiefs fans are invited to join us for game day. Visit arrowheadkingdom.org to learn more about the group and to find your local chapter. And please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Our topics today about your Kansas City Chiefs. We're actually going to go back all the way to week 16 and briefly recap that, as well as the, I guess, many events that happen in week 17 and also preview week 18. All right. And we're, of course, presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting and coordination services. Visit them at completewedo.com. All right, so before we get into uh, this, what are you guys drinking? I am having a tall gin and tonic in a pint glass <laughs> that has a quote that says... Look at that. that That's says, like a glass uh, of water. Yeah, yeah. But, but, Actually, uh, I, I kind of did the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. this glass says, when I read about the evils of drinking, I quit uh, reading, and it's a quote by Henry Youngman. So I think that's pretty Gosh. appropriate for... Apparently on his last five ice cubes in his household... <laughs> I wanted to make sure they go to a good home. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, one, one more quick story. I had a, a really funny experience. So I went into um, CVS to uh, pick up some cold medicine for my wife and to uh, grab some like uh, airborne or something to that effect. I know a handful of people that have the uh, Omicron right now. Um, and it seems like it's what the uh, NFL is saying. It's uh, like one day of kind of feeling like garbage and then you feel like a million bucks the next day. So it's kind of plowing through like a fast cold, which seems like a, you know, a, a good, good type of trend for some of this stuff moving forward and everything. But so I go to check out and the CVS lady and I are uh, making kind of chit chat and like, yeah, your shelves got kind of cleaned out. She's like, yeah, we're only getting shipments every other week and everything. I'm like, yeah, the supply chain stuff's kind of a mess and whatnot. And, uh, so yeah, you know, a lot of it's just stuff getting stolen or whatever. And, you know, a lot of us, the, the COVID kind of stuff that's going away. She's like, or media control, as I like to call it. I'm like, what? Wait, what? And uh, apparently um, Delta and Omicron are an anagram for media control. And I just think it's a little off-putting when your pharmacist is the one that's uh, putting that out. So um, oh, I just want to say you're the guy talking to the person checking you out at the checkout counter. I'm the guy in line going, let's talk, more scan. Come yeah. on, come on. Yeah, let's yeah. talk. Yeah, exactly. Well, and there totally it. was a lady behind us and everything. And I'm just like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't know right now, but I can assure you that it's not helpful for really anything. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky because the CVS over by us has uh, self-checkout. So if I run to people like that, walk around, take care yep, of it. Yep. I'm yeah. drinking, uh, no. drinking a kettle one cranberry. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. So we're doing yeah. some. I'm drinking yeah. one of my kind of favorite drinks now. It's I just take orange sparkling water and bourbon. It's actually oh, sweet. really refreshing. So yeah. 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 No, I, I got some alliteration kettle one and cranberry and a Kaufman cup. Yeah. You know? Hoorah. Nice. Yeah. So some, I mean, that's some William Shakespeare shit right there, man. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm probably going to 
mix up some emergency here later tonight just to you know keep every mm-hmm. keep everybody healthy I, I did my at-home COVID test came up negative yesterday after you know being uh somewhat proximic to one of the people who who came down with everything um but uh you know, if you get that orange flavored, um, either emergency or airborne, you can mix that stuff with vodka and make a, make a oh, yeah. driver. So, oh, okay. I should try that. I should try that. Yeah, I can than... see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's great. And, uh, the effervescent stuff, I've really kind of gotten into that. I never, I never knew anything about Alka-Seltzer growing up. I just remember the plop, plop, fizz, fizz kind of commercials and stuff, but Alka-Seltzer is my number one go-to hangover situation. Mm-hmm. We're that old plop plop fizz fizz we saw the commercials i, I get yeah but no i mean alka seltzer is the stuff i mean it, you're you're sitting there fizzing aspirin to any kind of headache you have so, in it so vladimir oh. has my son has had a cough for like a while now I went to the doctor and everything and they're just like it's just a cough and you know, it has a sinus infection they'll go away and uh they now they have halls medicine of the halls tablets now with a, a sucker stick on it so it's like oh, a little, awesome. little lollipop and i give him the halls <laughs> and he's all excited he goes yeah lollipop he pops in his mouth and his face went through like what i imagine like <laughs> multiple like stations of like denial sadness acceptance it's like <laughs> Mm, no well, i guess like, it's pretty awesome <laughs> he, he's like oh yeah this is great this is terrible oh whenever you pop in the halls maybe the first initial thing's fine and then when it does what halls cough drops are supposed to do it it doesn't feel good especially if you ne- if it's your first time ever using a, a halls cough drop and he was just like oh dear god nope. he was freaking out it was too there, much there's exactly one piece of medicine that tastes like what it advertises as uh the flavor and it's luden's cough drops the cherry ones those actually taste like cherry those are candy those are pretty good yeah those are candy and i don't think they have any actual you can call it jolly rancher for all i care like yeah it's jolly rancher exactly those are jolly ranchers on a box that says cough drops you pay the amount that you would pay for six jolly ranchers for one (laughs) exactly so so yeah he went through the halls experience and i'm like well I like to think the pain and the suffering makes it feels like it's working better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, so one of my one of my favorite jokes is by Mitch Hedberg when he's talking about uh, how he can't how he eats an entire bottle of Advil because he's like, well, don't put a candy coating on the outside of the of the pill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I definitely do not do that justice. I, I do like- not do that like Mitch Hedberg, but it is one of his funnier jokes. But, yeah. I like how you. Times I'll eat an entire thing of Advil, but yeah. can't put a can of candy coating on it and think I'm not yeah. gonna. Eat that diet. Yep, there you go. Very good impression of Bob Dylan doing it, Josh. That's Bob Dylan telling him. <laughs> well, I'm Bob Dylan. So yeah. Bitch Hedberg. Hey. I was gonna buy a candle holder, but they were out of candles, so I bought a cake. Yes, yes, very good, Mitch. Very good joke. No, I just my, bought uh, a donut. You don't need to be bringing paper into this transaction. You do not need to bring paper into this transaction. Yeah, this is hard. Damn. <laughs> my my favorite Mitch Hedberg joke is the the one where he's talking about uh, a lady ran into me at the hotel and said I saw you doing your gig the other night, but she didn't tell me if I was good. And then I ran into her a week later and said, "Hey, you're that lady I ran into the hotel that saw my gig, and you were good." My favorite my favorite kind of one liner joke here. I'll do it here. Uh, Emu Phillips did this one. He goes. I'll try to do it like him. He goes, I used to think that the brain was the most amazing muscle in the body. And then I realized, hey, 
look who's telling me to say that. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Right. I'll I'll close out with my favorite Mitch Hedberg. Um, the dog is forever in the push-up position. <laughs> the dog is forever in a push-up. Oh my gosh, that's great! I like yeah. that. And that's one of those jokes where if you watch a live video, you just see him waiting for the audience to catch up with him. <laughs> yes. Burn, like, y'all with me on that? We, we... It's it, that's one of those where he kind of laughs at himself, like, "What? What did I just say?" But yeah. <laughs> or Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright. I like refried beans. I like to try fried <laughs> beans. Maybe they're just as good, and we don't need that extra step. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good one. Oh man almost this- threw a stick into the forest and i said you're home you're home <laughs> <laughs> i'm at a hotel i can't tell you anything about it but i can't say that it's related to two trees <laughs> i like the, the more the more distance we put between ourselves and talking about the Bengals game i'm all about yes. that that's just like, yeah man, yeah let's just do this for the next hour i want this yeah, this yeah. sure well Let's add to that distance by talking about the game we didn't recap last week against the Okay, Steelers. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hoorah! <laughs> responsible for that one. Oh, that was, a, that was a great game. I mean, that was just an unholy beatdown. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that was great. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, they, they could have hung 50 in that game if they wanted to. Yeah, they just didn't want to. And I, I appreciated that. I mean, you know, we'll send Ben Roethlisberger out with, with that as the final memory. But of uh, – of Arrowhead, but you don't have to humiliate the guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Leave him alone. I, Come on. I, I would not feel bad if he got humiliated, but that's just me. How I feel about him I, and I don't, the I don't like him either. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like him either. That's a stat that said he's never had a losing season uh, with the Steelers. Still that? I think you're right because I know Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season. They, they haven't, yeah. And so but, they yeah. locked that up. So Mike Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season with the Steelers. Roethlisberger yeah, maybe one. Well, so his rookie, I think his first two years were with Cower. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mean, they I think won the Cower Super Bowl retired after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see here. Ben, ben Josh is Googling. Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's, he's Googling recipes for tiramisu. I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, ice <laughs> so we got the Wikipedia page for the list of Steelers seasons. Okay. So he was drafted in 04. Um, won the Super Bowl in 06. In 06. Let's see. No, sorry. They won the Super Bowl in 2008. Well, that was the second oh, one. No, no, they yeah, won. they won they the, beat Super the Seahawks. They won yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, so they lost, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. they lost the AFC championship game to the Patriots in 04, which would have been his, right. uh, his rookie season, which mm. means that, yes, uh, Roethlisberger has not had a losing season. And neither is Tomlin. Um, the Steelers went six and ten and 03. And then Roethlisberger came in that next year. So yes, Roethlisberger and Tomlin have not had losing seasons. Yeah. Cool. Well, well heck of a run. Good yeah. for him. Uh, heck yep. of a run. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what it's like to be a Steelers fan, but it's gotta be nice to know like uh going into each season, there's at least a above 50% chance or above 500. Uh, experience and have a couple Super Bowls to, to look back on. Uh, so yeah, but but that beatdown was something something else. Uh, it was like Raiders level beatdown stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we'll we'll get into what the playoff matchups can possibly look like. But I mean, there's there's outside possibilities that 
Kansas City can wild card weekend be hosting either the Raiders or the uh, the Steelers, depending on how this whole thing shakes out. And I mean, that's a that's a far cry from having to have the Colts or the uh, the Chargers come to town. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Taylor, big fan. Yeah. But uh, still, still probably better if they don't play. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to say about that Steelers game. It was just a, it was an unholy beatdown. It was incredible. It was everything I wanted. I wish I like I when I get bored at football games. Well, you had you had no Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill at like what fifty percent at best. I mean that. Yeah, that's what I really took away from that. And they just rolled up and down the field. Still, Josh and I watched it together too. We're at the bar. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It was just, there was a lot of was a ruckus. I mean, I liked it because the uh, Raiders Broncos game was that right? Was that on the other screen? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we were back mm-hmm. in Hayes and we sat at a uh, table and there was a table full of Broncos fans the next one over. It was like, hey, you know, we like to talk a lot of crap in the middle of the game. I hope you guys are OK with that. And you we're know, surrounded by like, seven children. Like, uh, can you maybe tone it down a little bit, though? Like, no, I mean, fine, but and my comment was like, I, I don't censor anything in front of my kids. I just have a hard time <laughs> believing you're going to have anything to say before this is all said and done. But, nice. you know, do, do whatever you want. We'll kind of address this if we, <laughs> if we go too far. But, you just know, don't and, say, like the C word, please, around the kids. Don't say yeah, leave the F-bombs kind of out of it. Like. I find myself as I get older, like, you know, you know, I'm like the censors guy at like Comedy Central or TBS. Like, all right, so every like every like gesture with your hands, don't make it <laughs> like that movie Bruno you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, oh god. Yeah, let's <laughs> uh, let's keep uh let's keep it to a minimum. Like you're welcome to talk to smack, but remember there's a five-year-old over here. Let's not let's not lose our minds here, guys. Come on, let's grow up. Well, exactly. But at the at the same time, I mean, at the same time, I kind of took that entire thing as uh, the the equivalent of walking into a gas station to pay for a candy bar and somebody in front of you is, um, you know, filling out Kino tabs and buying a bunch of scratchers going, oh, you know, sorry if I freak out when I win $10,000 here. So we'll, we'll risk that situation. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you just like wait for me to leave before you keep doing that? Can you move, sir? I like to buy, I like to buy my stuff. Exactly. <clears throat> just exactly. park there and they keep on buying tickets while you're like in line and stuff. It's annoying. Anything else to say about that Steelers game besides that it was awesome and it kind of showed um, what we can actually be. The Steelers aren't a, aren't a good team, but they ain't that bad either. So I mean, that was, yeah. that was a beatdown of a team that has um, the guy who's going to end up being the uh, NFL sack leader in TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Um, they've still got Mike Tomlin on the other sideline. They had weapons, even if Roethlisberger can't effectively get it to him like he used to be able to. And uh, they, they have a defense that they, take, that they take pride in. So, I mean, that was, that was a solid win that, you know, I thought was something the team should hang their hat on um, just yep. as much, if not more than – trouncing the Raiders a couple weeks in a row or, or twice in a month. So it's <clears throat> my overall take. And then uh, we roll into the uh, game this past weekend against the Bengals. Um, I, I wrote a column for Arrowhead one, which I do every week. And um, part of what I got into there is I didn't even get to watch that whole game. I watched about half of the uh, first quarter because it was on my phone with the Verizon app. And so I got to stream it. And then for whatever reason, they were only showing one game and it was the bears game. So I'm sitting there watching it old school on the uh, like plays that come up and everything and seemed like everything was in hand. And then the second half just 
you know, kind of got weird, but I was, I was playing music for a kid's birthday party and just kind of halfway paying attention to that game. So I had no idea all the stuff that was happening and that Tyree kill was dropping 65 yard passes that probably went 80 in the air. Um, that Byron Pringle was returning touchdowns, uh, kickoffs for touchdowns. And it was getting called back because there was a hold on the other side of the field. And, um, yeah, I, just, I had no idea any of that stuff was going on. And then all of a sudden I see the goal line stand at the end. And it, it's one of those, when you're watching the thing on the game cast on a phone, you'll just see the same play for a long time. And it's like, okay, did they score a touchdown? Is this a really long ass timeout or is there something else going on? And the answer was there was a third thing going on and it was a, a call for illegal hands on the Jarius Sneed. And I'm sitting there going, you're at the one yard line. You can do whatever the hell you want for five. What could possibly have happened that was illegal hands that wasn't just blatant pass interference. I'm like, I don't even understand how that could be an actual call. Um, now I'll let you guys go since you actually watched the game and uh, tell me what you think of that. Cause I, oh, I'm just... I was going to say, did you see like the television coverage map for Wisconsin? Like everywhere except like the very Southeast of Wisconsin, including Milwaukee was showing chiefs Bengals. And then that one corner that we live in, we're showing, what was it? Bears giants. I mean, that dumps for uh, fire of a game. So we, yeah, we kind of got, I didn't think they played the Giants. I thought it was uh, someone else. No, it was Bears Giants. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because the Bears rolled up the Giants. But yeah, so yeah, that was that kind was of frustrating when attention. I looked at the map. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'll, I'll let Brian go first. I'll okay. All right. All right. I'm going. All right. So yeah, uh, you would imagine the first quarter and the first half of the experience, uh, we were just felt like we were another one of those bulldozer steamroll kind of games. Getting to the third quarter. And and yes, yeah, something changed. Something was off. Um, not making the plays that we we're used to seeing. Uh, so, I mean, you, you can fast forward all through, through all that. I mean, I'm tip of the hat to that Burrow guy, right? <laughs> he threw, threw 525 yards the game before that, 476 yard, whatever it was. This game, like, damn, dude, this guy's on. A, I mean, uh, he's did, did a good job. Uh, I, 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 for me, it always comes back to that third and 27 play. I really am focused on that one. So I'm sitting with Tanya. I'm like, oh, okay, the odds of them completing a first down, third and 27. This is where we shift the momentum. It's going to be right here. Should be good. We can handle the ball and we'll put it away. And I'll be gosh darn, they got a goddamn first down on third and 27. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the wide receiver, Davis, is that his name? Jamar um, Chase. Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase. Chase. Yeah. Chase. Excuse me. Um, I don't know who I was thinking about there, but my bad. Yeah. Uh, someone, uh, he was just making, uh, it's almost like, uh, it's, uh, kind of like uh, plays that are so low. What's that word? Uh, like low probability. It's like, like half court yeah. shot level basketball, low probability, but they're like three times in a row. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, this is almost like I'm watching something that is so low probability. But it was also like I'm fascinating to watch, and then we get into that final stand on the goal, the goal line, which that should be studied by. I mean, people come at me, uh, but talking to people like they should. We should have let them score. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe we should have let them score. Give Mahomes the ball and go from there. But we didn't know it was going to be a fourth and a bunch of bunch of penalties at the end there. That's going to kneel it down, spike it for a field goal to, to to end it out. I mean, it's it's hard for me to like go to. Let's say if I was a defensive coordinator going to the press after a game, like, oh, yeah, I'll let them score in that play. And, like, what you let someone score is 
seems like a, a hard thing to sell. Uh, but if we know then what we know now, we're like, maybe the future, like if any other defensive uh, uh, team, uh, a defense is on, in that position, they'll be like, you know, the Chiefs did this against uh, the Bengals and look what happened. We might not want to let them score and give our quarterback a chance so we can go for two uh, in a tying situation. So I think this will be studied uh, and, and looked at a lot in, in terms of like defensive stands like that. But I mean, uh, I guess get handed to the Bengals. They, they came through when they came, had, needed to come through with like kind of haymaker or low probability plays that should never have happened, but they did, uh, you know, the, the, the zebras were, the zebras are the zebras. Uh, I, I don't like though. I don't like whenever people are, they get frustrated at the zebras. I, and I get it. No, you're right. And I hate when people are dismissive of the referees, like uh, making bad calls consistently. I do think that there is some validity to that. I hate when people are dismissive about it. Like, you know, the chiefs just should have scored more touchdowns in the third quarter. I'm like, yeah, the reason why that didn't happen is there was bad calls and they were happening consistently. The momentum shifted and we weren't able to do that. Well, that was the problem. They didn't score any touchdowns. Yeah, because the referees were stopping the momentum. But that's, I mean, I, mean, I hate that argument. That's always the argument online. Drives me nuts. It's too dismissive. But I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, uh, blaming refs is bad form. Uh, that's not, we really should not boil down to that. But I, I hate the dismissiveness of it because uh, it, as often as it was happening in this game, it would make anyone want to pull their hair out of their heads. So, but a tip of the hat to the Bengals. Do you think I'm like uh, this? <laughs> because, the ref, because referees and so yeah that, that's my take on that but yeah that was a heck of a game but yeah i wish we would have pulled it we had every chance to make it happen didn't happen so real quick one, one of my favorite videos on the internet um th this is probably close to five years old at this point but there was a video entitled i think it was funny or die but it was every uh sports press conference ever and it was Weird Al Yankovic is a grizzled coach for the city animals was the name of the team. Weird Al is the coach uh, of the city animals, the city animals, so <laughs> okay. city animals, but what, watch this video, but it, it's on YouTube, but it State starts University. out where somebody makes a comment about not talking about those, those uh, plays like penalties and missed opportunities. And, you know, these, uh, these big plays and how they didn't change the game. It's just like those game changing plays in no way had any effect on changing the game. <laughs> And, and that's oh, it. And that, yeah. And that's it. Oh. And that's it. I mean, that, that's it. Blaming the refs is poor form. Um, what I think is the poorest form is people talking about the, the conspiracy theory that the NFL is trying to fix games. That is a load of poor. Uh, I agree. Yeah. You know okay. what? I, I have. There's too many moving parts. Like that. I mean, the logistics well, don't work out. So the devil's advocate to that is why in the hell would the NFL want to screw over the opportunity of having Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? especially against Tom Brady again or Aaron Rodgers. Like that's just, it's a, it's a dumb argument that in this much case. more of a compelling story? Over Patrick Mahomes? No. Exactly. Was, I mean, go, go, to, Aaron, career, go to Arrowhead yeah. 1. Go to Arrowhead yeah. 1, the yep. side I write for. David Bell, who's another one of the writers, uh, has an entire write-up about this. He talks about it being a replacement officiating crew. He talks about how it was originally supposed to be the crew that called the yeah, Chiefs Cowboys. Right and how there were 12 penalties, six on each team, five offensive, one defensive each way, and, and how this team that was that was calling, um, you know, essentially is a B squad. And uh, let's keep in mind, everybody's looking for employees. Nobody has enough help. You don't have to leave your house to hear that. I mean, are, are we really shocked that NFL refs are in, in a different scenario? You know, I mean – NFL teams, uh, I, I mean, just look at the COVID list this week. I mean, 
Jamar Chase scored 57 points in fantasy this week. I wasn't playing because I took fifth place, but first first week of the playoffs, I got knocked out because I only scored 70 points because half my team was on COVID. And then I followed the next two and put up 160 each week and would have taken first, but you know, that's that's how playoffs work. Um, but you know, Jamar Chase put up 57 points this this week. And he's been doing it all year. Yeah. Not that, but he's he been does. doing it all year. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, by the way, the conspiracy thing, by the way, uh, remember that opening scene to the, the last Boy Scout, the Bruce Willis movie? Is that right? Bruce Willis? Mm-hmm. Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans is in that. And uh, and the dude's like the, uh, the the running back and it's halftime. He gets a phone call from some mafia person or whatever. And goes, we paid you good money. You better score more touchdowns or whatever. Something like that. He's trying to like fix the game. And, you know, the whole scene, I won't spoil it, but then he goes out there and and I'm, I'm watching that film now. I watched it like last year and I was like, wait a second. If you want to bribe something, bribe the defense and make them not tackle as hard. You have a better chance of an outcome happening that you want. You can't bribe someone, a running back into doing better. <laughs> That's just not going to He's doing his hardest every time. You want to bribe the defense, not tackle as hard. That's the bribe. That, that, yeah. The mafia messed it up. Well, you, want, you, want, you want to bribe the running back to back off a little bit. I mean, remember the movie Blue Chips? Yes. Um, let's not oh, spoil yeah. these movies that came out in the early 90s, by the way, for anybody, um, in case you haven't seen <laughs> them. You haven't had a chance to watch any of Yeah, but, but Blue Chips, and I think it was Penny Hardaway's character, but it, it was a whole thing uh, where he was point shaving. And mm-hmm. the, the whole thing is that um, they start watching the tape and he dogged it getting back on defense like half a dozen times and he wasted a lot of clock and stuff like that and and you find out that he was point shaving but it it was the equivalent of something like six points and he had a two and a half point spread and stuff and and stuff like that so i mean it's pretty easy to get to a point when you watch movies like that to think about what little tweaks could actually do and that's that's really the entire narrative for people that hate the patriots it's just like oh the cheatriots the uh (laughs) the referees and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, if you, look at the real, yeah. if you look at the real math problem, like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady had that team at a point where they had to win one football game to get to the Super Bowl. You know, they, they got the bye. <laughs> um, so there were, there were one win from a conference championship, sorry, but they got the bye every single week. So you, you take away one third of the possibility of not making it to a Super Bowl by not having to play wild card weekend. You know, football is a weird game with an oblong ball that can bounce any kind of weird way. Um, really, the worst thing you can do if you're trying to not lose football games is play as many as you possibly can. You know, stuff's just going to happen. It's the whole any given Sunday thing is all of this. And uh, I just I, I'm having a hard time getting really wound up about a Chiefs team that won eight games in a row, losing by three to joe burrow joe mixon and jamar chase i mean the, those guys have been beating people down all year <laughs> hey, remember me like nine weeks ago saying like remember that time when well won 10 games in a row remember that i feel yeah, like that's coming yeah. on i feel like that's happening it's gonna exactly. happen exactly. We got the eight in a row, so. exactly and, and and we're we're gonna end up being one game away from winning 10 in a row i, I really believe that i mean but we, we still haven't given chris a chance to talk about the Bengals game yet <laughs> no it's okay i yeah i from a high level, I came away from that game thinking there had to be a lot of crap going right for the Bengals to win that game by three points. I mean, exactly. Jamar Chase putting up a rookie record, Joe Burrow throwing up, you know, 
you know, one-on-one balls to chase or chase running through four defenders or Steve Spagnuolo losing his mind and having Dan Sorensen trying to play cover too deep on Jamar Chase's side of the field. You could just, I could go on and on. I actually had, a, had someone today ask me, it's like, well, what happened to the Chiefs last weekend? I was like, I don't know. You got a couple hours, I can tell you. Like, there was just so many things that happened in that game that you could point to. And that's, that to me is still encouraging because I kept, you know, I, I keep using this term margin of error. And I feel like earlier in the season, this team probably would have lost that game by, you know, maybe two scores just because mm-hmm. 100%. They, they, their margin for error was a lot smaller than it is right now. And that was encouraging to me that they actually had a chance and they damn near almost, you know, just like you said, Josh, there were, there were some bunk um, hands to the face penalty away from getting the ball back on their own one yard line and having a chance to go win the game. Um, so all that considered, uh, you know, it's, it's not as fluky as the Titans game two years ago, but it's still, kind of in that same ballpark I mean so I I didn't come away from that game too upset about I guess the incurrences except and I, I wrote it's going to show up in our writer's room coming up here but the thing I came away with though is the whole fact that and it starts from the third and 27 play that you talk about Brian the fact that and Steve Magnol is on record saying that he was trying to keep the Bengals from, from getting a field goal. Okay. Um, what's, what's the harm in giving up three points there? Because guess what's going to happen? 15 is going to get the ball. Okay. He goes cover zero blitz. He puts Charverius Ward on an island, and Jamar Chase did what he did all day, made, made another great catch. Okay, fine. Next opportunity to get the ball back to 15 was, you know, pretty much in that – I guess I can't remember if it was before or after they got the first down, the one yard line when Joe Burrow was, you know, sneaking the ball in, but, you know, to kind of go back to something you were saying, Brian, about how, you know, letting a team score, you know, what, you know, trying to get that concept and understand that concept. I actually, I, the first time I remember seeing that and I started to think about that was Super Bowl 32. And that was when the Denver Broncos were going goal to go against the Packers and the Packers just literally went, you know, open the Red Sea and let Terrell Davis score so they could get Brett Favre the ball back. Um, I would have liked to see that in that situation as well. I just, I would much rather have the ball in Patrick Mahomes hands with a chance to tie and go to overtime than to try and, you know, basically risk it and get a stop or force a field goal with 30 seconds left. I, I think you're, you're just making it harder on yourself, but it's just the whole fact that Steve Spagnolo was trying to keep them from getting a field goal on third and 27 and wasn't thinking, well, I have arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. And if I do enough here to just hold them to three and get them the ball, we're in great shape. And that's something that I hope he changes especially in the playoffs, if they run to that situation again, that he doesn't take the same tactic that he did against the Bengals. And that's my biggest question with the entire thing. That's my biggest question with the entire thing. Does this game go down differently if it's a playoff game? 
I think it 100% yeah. does. That's 100% a good question. Does. I mean, 100% does. I mean, the, the time to try and get a four, four down goal line stand is in week 17. And I, I want the one seed. I, I, I would love to have the one seed. Um, and, and some of this is we're in the time of the year where I'm at wedding shows every single weekend and any weekend that I don't have to figure out how to get to a football game is great for me. Um, so having a, having a day off is, is awesome. I, I want nothing more than to not have to try and figure out watching a football game while doing a two day wedding show in Madison and going to an Alabama concert, which is going to be awesome by the way. Um, and, uh, but, but there's, there's probably going to be a game and, you know, part of what I wrote is that, uh, the, the, uh, the two seed is probably fair and it's mm-hmm. fair because you couldn't close the deal against the chargers and the Ravens and in, in weeks two and three, you know, it's fair because you let the, the bills beat the crap out of you and you let the uh, Titans curb stomp you, you know, you don't, you don't deserve to be the one seed. And, uh, I, I just, I have a hard time calling for Steve Spagnuolo's head, getting mad about this and that, yeah. get, getting mad yeah. about any kind of play call when, when the team is going to end up with a, an appropriate record of, of 12 and five, most likely, you know, and they're, they're going to end up in the two seed. Um, if we wouldn't have added a stupid seventh, you know, seed, they'd be taking the week off in the first week. And yeah. that, that, that just makes me more aggravated with the, the seventh playoff team. And um, yeah, I just want to say one thing really quick. I'm not just yeah. pointing at Steve Spagnolo as far as the coaching decisions. I'm pointing at Andy Reed ultimately, because yeah, absolutely. it just looked like they were playing it by ear the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And Anthony Hitchens even said that they didn't actually finally say, Hey, let them score until basically they were in the kneel down situation. So um you know, that just all around, it just kind of seemed like they they either weren't prepared or hopefully, Josh, like you said, in the playoffs, they actually have something like that, some some type of blueprint to say, okay, we're tied. The opposition has the ball, you know, in scoring position with three minutes. Um, we got to make sure we get the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. So I'm hoping that's that's what happens. Either that or you call the left guard off sides on that third and one and that goal. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. That goes back to the guard line. I mean, it's just yeah. so many what, yeah, what if games, but my favorite what if is what if they don't call that penalty on Sneed and Mahomes gets the ball at the one yard line and torpedoes down the field and scores a 99 yard touchdown um, drive in the course of uh, the last um, minute of the game? What are we talking about then? Well, how about this? Alabama, Kansas, Boston, and Europe, bands all go on tour together. And it's a band concert about just geographic locations. Does Asia come with them? Asia, yes, they can come too. Is that yes. what we're talking about here? I blacked out the last minute of what we were talking about. I, I heard Josh is going to an Alabama concert. Stop listening. Uh, I heard Sneed's name in there. Yeah, uh, we should have. We should have. That'd be cool. If, uh, we would have won the last two minutes uh, going down the field that way. That went great too. But that concert, though, I would go see that though. Yeah, we got real good seats for that one. Um, it, it it it's crazy. I ended up buying it, uh, not realizing that I had a conflict um, <clears throat> that was in addition to you know the wedding show and everything. And uh, unfortunately, that conflict um, kind of you know worked itself out. In, in, in an unfortunate way I, I won't get into what it is and any, anything oh. but uh yeah. but yeah I mean we uh we we have that concert and everything but um you know I'll, I'll be trying to track down a sports bar in Madison which is fine I mean we have we have parts of the 
Milwaukee Chiefs fan group that live in Madison that don't particularly mm-hmm. care to drive an hour and 10 minutes to come drink a bunch of beer at our uh, watch party <laughs> yeah. at yeah. home. And drive so, back. Hour and yeah. 10 minutes. Hell yeah, I'll be right there. Yeah, yeah. 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 I have, I have one for the road, yeah. We have, well, we have I never, group, what's, but, what's Alabama's hit? What's their hit? I never, I don't know. I don't know anything from them. What are they Alabama, I mean, they were, they were the entertainers of the decade for the 80s. Um, they put Ooh, out a, a CD that's like 40 number ones or something stupid like that. Now, now I'm going to be looking up Alabama stats. Give me a second here. Alabama, the band, not football, right? I mean, Correct. the world type's not going to be doing a concert. Of, I guess. That'd be no, 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 no. We're no, talking no. about uh, Randy Owens. We're talking about those guys. Um, so let's see. Oh, do they do fishing in the dark by chance? That's nitty gritty dirt band. They, okay, I'm they sure do, they've played at a bunch Sweet of Home, concerts. They do sweet home, Alabama. <laughs> they might as well that was Leonard Skinner yeah. oh okay do they do that what's your name little girl let's see that one Are they still that one? Leonard Skinner oh okay yeah. <laughs> were, they, were they were they the 38 special song <laughs> okay so they have they have 15 number one singles with the most recent one okay. being um which with it with the most recent one being the 2011 hit old alabama which is a, a song with brad paisley which don't is their take on mountain music and i know you know that oh hold on never mind no, 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 don't, don't, don't. They, they have number one singles in 15 years there's some of them where they have yeah so they have 40 number one hits i got that right the first I time didn't, i did not i did not mean to derail the whole <laughs> football discussion like this my bad hey I'm you sorry. went you went this way i i I'm talking I was just Alabama trying to be now. funny. I was just trying to goof around. <laughs> Josh does what Josh does. When I goof around, he he goes to the logical conclusion of my parody, and he makes us go there. We're like, go there. Yeah. <laughs> we're, so we're, anyway, gonna, we're gonna see this one out. <laughs> Forty number one singles. They're incredible. Looking all forward right. to the show. Um, all right. So um, we got a game coming up in, uh, in 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 week eighteen. We're playing the Denver Broncos, but. Before we talk about that game, we need to talk about what um, all of sports radio has been talking about all day. And um, let's spend less time on this than we did talking about Alabama, for the love of God. Um, I'd rather talk more about Alabama. <laughs> have you have you ever seen anything as uh, wild as that Antonio Brown situation? That is no. the most amazing I quit story or your fired story, whatever you, whoever you want to believe, I guess. <laughs> but that's like, I don't think he's going to work there anymore. <laughs> he's pumping yeah. up. Wait, wait, wait. So he's pumping up the Jets crowd as he's leaving and he plays for the opposing team. At the, I don't think I've ever seen anything. No, no one has ever seen anything like this before. He's on the field. Shouldn't the referees throw a flag or something? <laughs> like he's not supposed to yeah, be on the field. He just kind of went old Dennis Rodman there and just took off all his clothes and went to the locker room. But yeah. here's the thing: you have seen that before. You have seen that before. It wasn't on a football field. It wasn't in a basketball stadium. It was when you watched the movie Half Baked that came out when we were in high school. And there's a scene uh, where, where the guy's working at the fast food restaurant is like, "F you, f you, f you. You're cool. You're I'm out." Cool. That's that's when you've seen that. That's where you've seen that. <laughs> screw you, screw you, screw you. You're cool. cool. Screw you, I'm out. And he drops it. Oh. That's Basically, it. Yeah, that's that, exactly what happened. That's, that's where you've seen that before. So, yes, you have seen <laughs> that before. I know both of you have seen that movie. That's where you've seen that before. That, that was a is. scene 
from a movie. <laughs> I, I'd like to see like his exit thing. <laughs> Antonio Brown's exit interview. It's like, how do you feel about playing here? Here's the and, thing: you've seen his exit interview. He's been giving it for the past uh, two days yeah. since then. He's yeah. uh, right after he was waiting for a cab out <laughs> outside the stadium after the game. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was, mean, he's uh, good though. He's, he, we all he's good. We all know he's good. Uh, he, he used to be he, good. I bet you he yeah. plays for somebody else. I bet you he does. He's really good. He was on my fantasy team before he had all that COVID <laughs> nonsense going on, but. Uh, uh, yeah, he forged no. a vaccination card and somehow didn't end up in federal prison for that. <laughs> did he do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. He got suspended three games, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, let, let's let's be clear. That takes a, a light mastery of PowerPoint and a uh, trip to Home Depot or to, to <laughs> Hobby Lobby. No, no, no. He did it in Microsoft Paint. He did it in like the spray paint tool <laughs> use that. just take an index card and just put it right on there exactly yeah. exactly vaccination I mean, card yeah no, it's the I, ron swanson. I, first... I can do what i want <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah it's ron swanson he's like uh ron you're not gonna slaughter <laughs> that pig here in the park he's just like oh i have a permit, have a permit. <laughs> it's like this just says this i can says do, I can what, do I what i want, want. <laughs> i am the director of the parks department and this is a park <laughs> 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 oh god oh my yeah, god that's right i like to go to food and stuff it's where i get my food i think that where is... i get my stuff he's holding up a toilet seat and a garden hose <laughs> i think I antonio brown is auditioning food for a... stuff. i think antonio brown is auditioning for a reality tv show now that i think about it eventually cool. we're gonna have like a t.o terrell owens kind of situation now t.o is calling the buccaneers saying he wants to play <laughs> don't for real, he probably uh, could still play. Have you seen him? For for real, for real. <laughs> yeah. for that? I mean, no, he he legitimately went on TV and said, "Hey, box, I'm willing to play." Okay, yeah, we're gonna trade out one like person who. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we just want more drama. We want to lower the drama and increase the touchdowns. We're kind of less. That's the that's the the scale we're on right now. So yeah, <laughs> no drama. That, that's not gonna work. Oh my gosh, but I I think uh, people think. Uh, Antonio Brown's done. I'm not convinced that's going to happen quite yet. I could, I'm likely wrong, but he's only because he's, he's still, it's pretty good. So, uh, I mean, if he can score, but then again, I don't know what, what team leader is going to be like, you know, he can score, but it's so annoying. Can we find someone else who scores at least negligibly as well as he can and uh, go from there? But here's we'll my see. counter. Here's my counterpoint to that. The last guy that got him a job was Tom Brady. Yeah, I was going to say that. So if it takes Tom Brady Aaron to get Rogers. him a job, um, there's only Bay. one of those. <laughs> you know, yep. Go to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay or whoever the quarterback. For the, how about the Jets? I'm sure the Jets are like, we'll pay you $5. How about he, he tries to re-sign with the Raiders. Let's let's have round two with that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. No, I think uh, the Jaguars yeah. or the – give it one of these like lower-run teams, right? The, the, the teams like the Jets yeah. or the Jaguars. Like, guess what? You're playing here, and we're going to pay you – Five bucks an hour, and here you go. Well, so, okay, so let's unpack this Jaguars thing a little bit. So you guys are aware that the uh, guy who owns the Jags, Shag Khan, also owns AEW Wrestling, correct? Uh, yes. Did not, did not okay. okay, so the guy who owns Jacksonville owns a wrestling organization. <laughs> so, so, so Josh was like, I don't think he's going to move, with me. He's trying to move his team to London. So is it really outside the realm of possibility that we could see some videos just like Antonio? I brought, 
Urban Meyer in here to destroy this yeah. team and move it to London, and he couldn't get it done. Can you come in and finish the job? I mean, it. it... Oh, that sounds like an XFL thing. Yeah. But uh, it yeah. sounds like an AEW wrestling plot. <laughs> well, it sounds like it sounds like Major League, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is like we won a game today. Yeah. That's <laughs> this is a book club that people can refuse to read books. Like I watch movies and watch wrestling. Let's use that. <laughs> this is like Hamlet. Like no, I don't know what that is. But oh, AEW. Yeah, that, <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Lake Placid? uh i haven't yeah, so but i don't remember it I'm okay so it's like alligators attacking a town in maine um not really a good movie but there was some funny stuff so uh cloris leachman r.i.p great actress was was on there and uh oliver platt was on there and they so they had this bumbling local sheriff and then oliver platt was this brash guy i don't even know why he was there but he was brash he shows up in a helicopter he's rich he's chasing this big alligator and uh and i can't remember his alligators or crocodiles there is a difference i know what the difference is i just don't remember in this plot point what it was Um, but but at some point yeah exactly with the nose but (laughs) but at some point um, oliver platt's making fun of the sheriff all the time and the sheriff was just like oh so you're saying these came across the atlantic ocean i didn't know that alligators could swim across the atlantic ocean oliver platt looks at him and goes yeah i understand they normally uh conceal information like that in books so i understand why you wouldn't know that they can that in a book. Yeah, oh, that in a book. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, can I Google a book? Like, how yeah, yeah. you read it? So, uh, Brian, change your uh, background real quick because uh, we have a game coming up this weekend. I've I've had a sneaking suspicion. Cowboys? Oh yeah, yeah, no, right. Broncos. I've, I've had a sneaking suspicion for most of this stretch run that this game was going to actually end up meaning something. And oh. there's a part of me that's actually really happy that it's going to mean something because. Chiefs won this game. They've uh, taken care of seven seasons of beating the Broncos. Um, you know, so this would be 14 games, seven seasons where they've uh, where they've beaten down the Broncos. And I, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, oh, yeah. There are very it makes few... up for all the pain that John Elway and Peyton Manning inflicted absolutely, on the Chiefs. Absolutely. Oh, my absolutely. God. Absolutely. They deserve it every, every absolutely. freaking loss. There is not a sports organization that I hate more than the Denver Broncos. I just, I, I cannot stand that organization. Um, you know, mad props, respect, all, all of that, whatever. Um, this is sports hate. I don't hate actual people, you know, stuff like that. Bill Simmons used to talk about that all the time. This is sports hate, but the, uh, the majority of my sports hate goes to the Denver Broncos. And I, we cannot beat that team enough times in a row. Um, Josh, hey, hey, by the way, I want you to this the last, uh, I gotta go. So to take a little mental notes of this image right here. I do have a phone call of a, oh, yeah, yeah. My, my company here in nine minutes. So I'm working late tonight, I'm working a little late tonight. So, uh, I gotta go do that. Uh, my song, uh, is, uh, this too shall pass by that one band that okay, go in their music video, which is okay, go, awesome. okay, go. Yeah. And, uh, I think, uh, we win by at least, uh, I'm gonna go with 14 points. And uh, yeah, okay, that's all I have here, but I got to drop, guys. Okay, sounds good. Um, by the way, Brian, right. the spread is 10, and we're going to win by that much. So, all right, sounds good. Yep. All right, to you. all right, see you guys. <clears throat> all right, Chris, uh, so what, what's your song? Let's just uh, hit that before we talk about this Bronco game a little more. Actually, give me a minute. How, what's your song? I'm going to go with Taking Care of Business. That's what I think this week is going to be all about. Um, you know, there's there's no resting. We got to go in. We have to win. Um, 
main reason we have to win is we need to hold on to that two seed. So the, the road to the playoffs runs predominantly through Arrowhead and a Titans slip up um, makes it run completely through Arrowhead. So um, they, they've got to take care of business this week. Yeah, I mean, God, you know, I forgot to pick a song this week. We'll keep thinking about it because uh, let's come back to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something will come to me. This Denver game. Um, so you know, I, I'm with Brian. I think we we talked about this on our picks against the spread. That's going to be coming out as well. Yeah. Um, we're we're both aligned. They're they're going to win this game. They're gonna they're gonna do it by the spread amount, which is ten. Um, yeah, every Bronco fan knows about it. And uh, if you want to talk about an NFL conspiracy theory, I mean, if they're trying to embarrass the city of Denver, uh, I, I question what the attendance was going to be before they moved the game to Saturday, which I'm furious about that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, how, how, how empty or how red is this stadium going to be just, just based on all these different factors. And, uh, you know, I, we don't know if Vic Fangio is coming back. It just, you have no idea what that organization is going to look like in a few months. Yeah. I can't see Fangio being the head coach of them next year. I mean, no. and it's, it's scary to think that that team might obtain a quarterback next year. Hopefully it's not uh, the drama queen that plays for green Bay, but we'll see. Yep. Yep. No, that would be scary. Um, it would make the division interesting. It would probably end the uh, streak of winning every every game at seven years. <laughs> I don't see uh, I don't see a sweeping and Aaron Rodgers led Denver Broncos team. Oh, I still believe we can get past them. You know, if it comes down to it. Yeah, I do too. I mean, we do at least split against them. I mean. Still but, split, still win the division, still, you know, all this stuff. Yep. Okay, you know, I'm just going to go with a horse with no name again, just because I love to pick on the Broncos. And honestly, yeah. They, yeah. again, uh, they've got, well, they've got enough injuries and, and whatnot that honestly, I couldn't name five players on the team right now. So I'll go with that again. All right. Uh want to wanna pull up this uh ESPN playoff machine and go through all the different games and uh, sure. pick winners and stuff. All right. So I'm going to share my screen. And then in addition to that, I'm going to bring up who we're picking for the spread to keep us honest on this one as well. Um, so I think we're both picking Kansas city to win, which would lock up the two seed. Um theoretically at this point on we would go into Sunday in the number one seed, which I'm mad that the NFL put us in, in the situation that we're in, but I understand why they did. And the reason why they did is they want um, to have drama built up by the noon kickoff when the uh, Titans take on the Texans. Um, so we can just go ahead and jump to that one right now. I think we're both in the full belief that Tennessee is going to take care of business, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Got it. All right. Um, we were split a little bit on the Dallas Philadelphia thing. I think that Philly is going to at least cover the spread just to uh, up the uh, Dallas is uh, kind of in trouble. Annie, you were all about Dallas. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think we're both kind of aligned. The Cowboys are going to win this game. So we'll, we'll go with that. 
Um, Cincinnati and Cleveland, this is one of those games that, good God, who, who wants to even think about trying to pick this one? This is just uh, a minefield of what are we doing? You know, everybody's out with COVID. Um, Baker Mayfield's not playing. Joe Burrow's not playing. Joe Mixon's not playing. Um, Cleveland's favored by six. I had Cleveland winning. You had Cincinnati at least uh, breaking the spread. Who, who are we picking to win this one? I think based on what you said, let's pick Cleveland because, yeah, I think I just picked the cover. Yeah, got one. it. Okay, so then we have um, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. you are going with Baltimore, who's, uh, you know, favored by five and a half to win fairly big. I, I'm thinking Big Ben's not going out with a loss against the Ravens to end his career. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you make the call on this one. Let me just see one thing. I mean, so Lamar Jackson's status, I think, is going to uh, – So I'm going to go through and uh, mark the other ones we were fully aligned on. Sure. The Packers are beating the Lions. We think the Bears are beating the Vikings. Um, we had Tennessee going. Mm-hmm. We think the Saints are going to keep up their end of the bargain. We had uh, Seattle ending their season on a strong note. We have the Rams winning um no sorry you had the niners in that one so i'm gonna gonna check that one yeah so we'll we'll discuss that one a little bit more um we both had let's see here we both had tampa winning um we both had buffalo winning we both had the giants winning we both had the colts winning yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about the Steelers-Ravens still. So where, where so, are you at with this one? You can make this call. Let's, let's go Pittsburgh once again. Jackson's missing practice time. I mean, Got it. he still has tomorrow, but I'll, I'll, let's go with that based on his status. So we got these all good. So Patriots-Miami, I think we were mm-hmm. both aligned. We think the Patriots are going to win this yeah. game. Yeah. Um, so we got Niners-Rams, and then we have Raiders-Chargers. And so you're rolling with the Niners. I was rolling with the Rams. I'm rolling with the Raiders. Um, and I was rolling with the Chargers. And you're rolling with the Chargers. So wh- why do you think San Francisco is getting this one done? Well, because I think Matt Stafford is a turnover machine right now. And, you know, I think whether it's Garoppolo or Lance, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to have that team playing salty enough to where they're going to be able to take advantage of the turnovers and being a divisional game. I, I just, I like the 49ers in this game, but I'm not opposed to going with the Rams in this one, just because it is, I think on the surface, a sensible way to go. But I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the things that reasons why I think the 49ers will win, I, I would say are kind of, it's it's not it's it's much more obvious to pick the Rams if that makes sense. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Rams here, and, and the reason yeah. I'm going to go with the Rams is I'm going to I'm going to relent and uh, go with the Chargers for this last one. So I think it's a really interesting what if game because uh, th- th- this is interesting where the Raiders by beating the the, the Colts um, last week, right? Yeah, last week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this will flip flop the seeds. So um, 
you know, in the scenario that we're at, we're going to go into Sunday night football waiting to find out if we're playing the Chargers or the Colts. Well, so here's one more scenario to pick out. What if we lose to the Broncos? In that situation, we're dropping all the way down um, to the third and we're playing the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if the Bengals had Joe Burrow, we would theoretically go down to the four because we lose every tiebreaker that that comes up here. Yeah, but I guess with the scenario, if we win our game and are going with the two seed, there's no way that we play the Raiders. Uh, The way that we would play the Raiders is if the Colts lose. And if the Ravens and the Ravens won, not yeah. So there's no oh, way. Oh, we get a re. Okay. There's no way we're playing the Ravens Raiders. So yeah, okay. I mean, the the interesting things that are in play here. If we win, we're the two seed. I I I truly believe that that's going to be the first chip that falls. Um, literally, because it's the first chip being played. So the first chip that falls is we're going to be the two seed, and so. You know, our, our scenario that we could run into is that's how we could play the Raiders. Uh-huh. Okay. If the Chargers win, the Ravens win. Oh, that's right. Browns win, Jags win, we could play the Raiders. So if you want to know what I'm rooting for, it's this right here. Oh, me too. This is what I'm rooting for. But I think that we all expect the Steelers to take care of business this would be pretty awesome as well (laughs) Um, it would the Colts to take care of business the Chargers are probably going to take care of business you know Justin Herbert Um, but Derek Carr does make a really compelling story yeah and I guess the other thing we could talk about is who would you rather see the Colts or the Chargers because that seems to be kind of a I guess interesting scenario where I think a lot of fans are are scared of both teams. Yeah, yeah, no, I would say that the uh, general word on the street is they're the two least ideal teams. Um, mm-hmm. The reality is that um, this is really probably the least ideal situation. <laughs> Yeah. Not, that I, not that I'm afraid of Mac Jones. It's just, do you really want to Bill be Belichick. playing Bill Belichick in, in the playoffs? Um, this just, you know. Well, plus, your your confidence is a bit shattered, too. It's like you lost to a Broncos team with yeah. basically, what, no Patrick Sertan, no Teddy Bridgewater, like that. Yeah. That would, that would definitely shake up, I think, the team a little bit. Now, what I think would be a truly interesting situation is, let's just say that Bill's Bill. Um, oh God, they would go down to a seven seed. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, because New England would then take the division. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Um, you know, let, let, let's go back to what we think is actually going to happen here. That Bills win. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we're pretty aligned that we're going to be looking at playing the Chargers again. Yep. You know, a third week of the Chargers. I, I would rather see the Chargers a third time than see the Colts. 
just because, I mean, we know what we're getting in that game. Um, it's going to be back at Arrowhead again. You should hopefully have most of your guys not on COVID, but, you know, you don't know from week yep. to week. But I would definitely like – I would definitely take a third shot with, with Los Angeles over Indianapolis without seeing them yet this year. <clears throat> so the other interesting thing, let's kind of tool around with the uh, NFC a little bit. The Niners win, they're, they're in, and there's nothing that can be done mm-hmm. about it. Um, if the Cardinals also win, they could be on the top side. So that's the interesting thing that's going to happen. I just don't see Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll losing this game. I think that entire band's getting back together next year. I really do. Um, and uh, beating the Cardinals, you know, in week 18 this year is going to be the first step in that. So really we're just uh, <clears throat> looking to see how this whole thing shakes out is the, is the reality of everything. So it looks like, oh, okay. I was trying to think. It seemed like Tampa had the two seed locked up, but I guess if the Rams win, okay. Because the Rams the beat Tampa. Over the Bucks. They, yeah. had, they had the head-to-head, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it. I mean, the Bucks have the uh, division locked up for sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess uh, – what I kind of question is what's the more interesting situation, the saints going to LA uh, Cardinals and LA playing each other. I think this Cardinals LA situation for sure, for sure. And the uh, saints would, the saints remind me of like the 2006 chiefs. I mean, they, they, they could back, back their way into the playoffs and then basically just, you know, go in there without any offensive firepower and not really stand a chance. This would be the most interesting wild card game for me from, uh, I mean, this, this, is this is the most uh, compelling. This is the most interesting because I I think this would be just a a really interesting way to end the season. The the two teams that were the uh, toast of the NFC at the beginning of the season you know, duking it out on uh, the four or five seed wild card weekend mm-hmm. would be uh, would be entertaining. It would, um, but yeah, I don't know that Dallas gets out of there beating San Francisco. I really don't. <laughs> the San Francisco seems to take care of the ball pretty well, so they do, and they you know they have experience in the playoffs. You know they have they have success in the playoffs, whereas Dallas does not. Yep. 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 Okay. Anything else to see here? This is what we think we're uh, getting. Yeah, I think I think that's that's probably the most likely scenario. Got it. All right. Um. All right. So uh, you heard my fantasy comments. Um. Did you have anything interesting fantasy? Well, so uh, I did have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase on my keeper league team in the championship game. So naturally I won my keeper league for the first time in 18 years. It took me 18 years to finally win 
the keeper league that I'm in, it's, it's largely in part thanks to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, ironically. Interesting. And they probably scored 100 points. Uh, it'd be the equivalent, yeah, to probably like a typical uh, scoring league. But yeah, I, I I doubled up the guy that I played. So wow, that's great. Well, congrats. How much yeah. fun did you win on that? Uh, nothing. We just play that one for fun. So oh, we, we and plus we all live in different states now. So <laughs> yeah, nothing more fun than winning. Well, so uh, yeah. <clears throat> Titans Anthony that we've had come on before. Um, he lives in Illinois where sports betting is legal. And he, he's the, he's the epitome of, um, you know, playing the nickel slots at a, at a casino. You just kind of sit there to get the free drinks and it's entertainment to you. Um, FanDuel, I want to say was, is what he's on, um, gives him a free $10 bet at least once a week on random stuff. So tonight he was putting together these random ass parlays with, uh, three <laughs> things that had to happen on an NBA game. And, if uh, if he gets none of it right, he he just you know wasted his free ten dollar bet. But he had a situation where if it hit, he got a hundred, he got sixty dollars, and he had a five um, leg parlay that he won one hundred and fifty on last weekend. But so he's always just uh, throwing these like one and two dollar bets and stuff. I mean, we well we yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, we were down in Chicago yeah. um, watching sports all day one day and we're sitting here throwing these like weird parlays of premier league soccer matches at eight o'clock in the morning we're at a bar and then uh you know setting a top golf betting on uh betting on the noon football games and everything i'm like that's that's pretty entertaining stuff uh if uh if that's all that people were doing and not losing their houses this would probably be legal more places <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, well, if you ever listen to Eric Eager, Eric Eager pretty much he'll he'll drive across the border from uh, Cincinnati to place quite a few bets. Yeah, and uh, he's got some really fun stories. Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the yeah Cincinnati, or Illinois, but yeah. Cincinnati airports in uh, Kentucky, Covington. It is. Yeah, it's pretty and, much what Louisville, but no, no, no. it's uh, or, it, um, Louisville. If you're looking at the state of Kentucky. Um, Louisville's up in this top section here. Okay. And then Cincinnati and uh, Covington, Kentucky are, are gotcha. a border town. What, traveling around the country just for, for work and previous jobs and stuff, one of the most interesting things to me was, um, you know, Kansas City is a metro area split across two states. And I thought that was a fairly unique thing. That's not anything remotely close to unique. Oh, yeah. Every time I say I'm from Kansas City... I mean, anyone from the area will ask you what side of the state. Exactly. But, yeah. but the interesting thing is that's not even remotely close to the only, um, you know, congested area population that has that. Um, if you go into, uh, I don't know, they kind of started taking these things away, but um, you get on a plane and every airline had their own magazine. So Delta would do this would do this thing and they'll always talk up the the different places where they fly out of that are hubs well so one of delta's hubs is cvg which is cincinnati's covington airport and so there's this whole write-up about how kentucky is a great city for business and it's the it's the equivalent of talking about um missouri is a great city for business versus kansas is a great city for business just based on which side of the the, the city some mm -hmm. company decided to put their office and so there there's like all these companies that are based in covington 
And I'm sitting here going like, I'd be pissed off if I was Ohio right now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, like Louisville has, has quite a bit of stuff too, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Cincinnati is halfway in Kentucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway. I've flown through the airport a few times. So yeah. It's a nice airport. Nice little airport. It is. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I like a lot of the, uh, like Ohio area airports, mm-hmm. like the Akron airport is, is, is an airport that I've always really liked because it's sneaky. Nice. It's not, it, it's not big. So, um, it's really easy to get in and out of, but the thing that I really liked about it is you have the row of gates and there's a bar right across the aisle from the gates. So you can see when your plane's boarding and, and get one more beer. That's brilliant. Yeah. And, and I'm just sitting here going like, yeah, I don't need to buy anything. Why the hell would I go shopping at an airport? And like, the only thing that I want oh, to do at an airport is board a plane and drink a beer before I do it. I've and, never bought anything at an airport unless and, it's a bottle of water or Akron is incredible alcohol. at that. Yeah. I'll tell you the thing that yeah. I buy at the airport all the time is uh, the best place to buy polo shirts is the clearance rack in those PGA tour stores. Hmm. So okay. check that out. <laughs> Duly noted. Yeah. So, okay. um, all right. Uh, anything, any, anything else before we get into final takes? Oh, let's do final takes. All right. What do you got? Well, and I don't know if you're going to go in the same direction I am, but I'm going to go to John Madden um, just because I um, finally, I finally got at least halfway through the old Madden documentary. And for anyone who hasn't seen the old Madden documentary, watch it. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, but the thing that really caught my ear and also the fact that Andy Reid is actually in the front end of the documentary as well is that there was a, a article in The Athletic written by our friend Nate Taylor um, where Andy Reid talks about his experiences with John Madden. And what was really interesting in his article, and I might actually just read this. Um, so when Reid was fired by the Eagles um, and he was considering options on where to go next in his career, he was actually seriously considering, you know, obviously the Chiefs, but also the Cardinals and the Chargers. And he actually had two people in his ear that convinced him that the Chiefs were the best organization to go to out of the three. One was Dick Vermeil, and the other was John Madden, um, which if you know John Madden, and especially you know, if you do watch the old Madden um, documentary, John Madden was highly competitive and still is a well sorry was a highly competitive individual and he took that chiefs raiders rivalry to heart i mean if there was one person one coach that really you know really dug into that rivalry other than marty schottenheimer it was john madden but the whole fact that he was able to kind of say you know what this is a class organization um he even recommended based on the fact of the hunt family you know he had always had high respect for lamar hunt and clark hunt um but the whole fact you know and the and the best thing this this is actually the quote i want to read is um andy reed says that john matt he says of john madden he loved to hate the chiefs but he loved the hunt family he would tell you they had some knockdown drag outs but he said it's a great organization. The Hunt family is phenomenal. He'd always remind me to tell Norma 
on hello. So I, I really love the story that Nate wrote up. And I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool to think that John Madden actually had a hand in getting Andy Reid to Kansas City. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, John Madden is uh, part of the reason why that Chiefs Raiders rivalry is awesome. Oh, yeah. You know? And I, I made the comment about, you know, sports hating the Broncos. I have a ton of family and friends that are Bronco fans. I used to live in Denver. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's, uh, it's a reason sports exist. You know, it's so you can do stuff like go to that bar that Brian and I were at in Hayes and be like, oh, we're going to be talking smack here. And just like, yeah. you know, um, I'm going to I'm going to think you're cute the way you would have thought I was 15 years ago. But anyway, uh, no, my, my final take um, is uh, same same thread. R.I.P. Betty White. And, uh, you know, New Year's Eve, I, I did what I've done here probably about half the time here recently. And I, I had a wedding New Year's Eve. And so we're, uh, we're, we're getting everything around to, to do this wedding and see that Betty White died. And, you know, the whole thing, they had this big 100th birthday party planned for her. Um, her birthday was supposed to be January 17th. Well, it still is January 17th. And, uh, you know, so she, she didn't quite make it. Um, I recently had a, a family member was like an extended, um, family member cousin and, uh, she never married, <clears throat> which was, um, you know, interesting for, uh, her being, she was like Mary Tyler Moore, you know, a, a career woman mm -hmm. in the fifties the and everything. And so she lived out in Pasadena, California, and she worked for GE and went through all the Jack Welch Institute of, of business. And, worked with Jack Welch and um, you know, some of the interesting things I heard her talk about, like Donald Trump came in when he was a normal person and not the crazy president that we had and uh, um, would, would give business classes. And so she, she loved Donald Trump because she met Donald Trump and was just like, I had a great time with him and he's my guy and, and, and blah, blah, blah. But um, you know, she was in her nursing home and she got COVID and lived through it and would have never known she had it when, it killed off something like, uh, you know, 50% or 60% of, of her plays. So just, you know, tough as nails and everything. And, uh, she, she did make it to a hundred and part of her life goal was to make it to a hundred. But, um, it, it was one of those things talking to my mom who, who did a lot of taking care of her. You could tell my mom was just like, yeah, I don't know that she really, really does want to do this. And I think she'd kind of rather just not have to deal with any of the stuff that she's doing anymore. And, um, you know, we try to take her out of there as much as COVID protocol lets us to go have coffee and have a little bit of social interaction because that's probably what's actually killing her is no social interaction. But, you know, my mom started telling her when she was 99 that she had turned 100 because her, her mind was kind of starting to go and everything. And, uh, you know, so a lot of people are, are are sad that Betty White didn't make it. But I, I just think of my my cousin and I'm just like yeah I don't think Betty White's sad about this and you know I hope she had family and friends in her telling her that she made it and you know she mm -hmm. gotta go with a piece and everything like that and um you know uh I I, I definitely don't uh, like to read a lot of celebrity tabloids because I, I just don't feel the need to pry into people's lives but I definitely thought it was kind of sweet that um you know her last words were talking to her husband and stuff like that and so it's uh it, it's one of those um you know, think about her body of work and just everything like that and how oh, yeah. much of an icon she is. And it's, you know, what else could you possibly want out of life? So RIP Betty White and, uh, you know, cheers with this empty glass now to and cheers to Betty. A, uh, yeah. life well lived and cheers to John Madden. Thanks for Andy Reid. <laughs> yeah, no, 
Yeah, I mean, Betty White, uh, you know, as far as the 60s and 70s, especially, I mean, she was on television constantly. I mean, mm -hmm. she were, I, I can't remember the exact um, quote that I read in NPRs, but she was like the lady of television or something like that back in yeah. those days. Um, when she was also married to Alan Ludden, who was the host of Password um, before he lost his life in the early 80s. But yeah, she just an incredible career she had. <clears throat> Yeah, just incredible career and one of those people it's just like who'd you like to have a beer with i don't know this 99 oh, yeah. year old woman <laughs> i sure as hell would have liked to have one with her yeah yeah exactly all right well i think uh we've covered enough ground in this uh close to an hour and a half uh segment including a substantial amount of nonsense <laughs> so uh go chiefs we'll be talking playoffs next week hopefully with a couple of very special guests so until next time take care Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this Arrowhead Kingdom podcast production. Join us again next time and go Chiefs!